Today on episode number 480 of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements, way back in the day, April 2005, I told an audience, I think podcasting is going to change the world. And today, we're talking with Jeff Bradbury from the Teacher Cast, who's taking podcasting and helping teachers embrace podcasting, embrace technology. And you know what? Man, it is changing the world. We've also got a a podcast rewind. I've got some updates on International Podcasting Day. And I'm going to tell you about one of the worst weekends I've ever had. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Oh, podcasting. Yep, I have been doing that. Since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach. Slightly bruised, extremely exhausted, and very glad to be here with just you and me to talk a little podcasting. That's right. I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle the technology. I'm going to help you flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com, and uh, I'm excited about today's show. I hope my voice... Uh, what's the word here? See, this is the problem. The brain's dead. We've got nothing in the tank. (laughs) But uh, if you are new to the show, I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. And um, what we're going to be talking about today is we have a great interview coming up with Jeff Bradbury from teachercast.net. But here's the fun thing. I was so excited because, well, excited and yet heartbroken, of course. Of course I was heartbroken. What am I? Uh, because my wife uh, went out of town this weekend to hang out with my stepson in Indiana. He's at uh, Purdue University. And uh, I was like, wow, I have Friday night free. You know what? I've been thinking of rearranging my office. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go see Straight Out of Compton. I've got all these things because my wife will never go see Straight Out of Compton. All these things I could do without my wife. And so I started rearranging my office and I went to move my desk and at about eight 30, uh, it broke. And when I mean it broke, I mean it like it broke. I moved it, uh, three fourths of the, the desk moved the one leg didn't and went and yeah. So I'm like, okay, well that stinks. Um, cause I've got asked the podcast coach on 10 30 uh, on Saturday mornings. Got to have a desk for that. So I kind of propped everything back together, took everything off the desk because it was ready to just, it was like a, a what was the word? Uh, just, it was brittle, basically, to, to make a long story short. Okay, so that that was bad. I made it, you know, I was kind of bummed. But here's the good news. When I first got my office, I bought a desk. Actually, before I moved into the office I'm at now, I bought a desk. It's been sitting under my my bed because when I moved into this office, there was a desk in this empty room. They're like, yeah, you can have it if you want. Well, I can see why. The thing was made out of peanut brittle. So uh, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll just get the desk. So this is where the shenanigans begin. Number one, my stepson has a truck. He's in Indiana. I have a Toyota Prius. No way to, even though this desk is still in the box, yeah, the elephant isn't going to fit in the Prius. And to mention the fact that uh, both he and I, I think, carried the desk upstairs because it weighs literally, I don't know, close to 150, 200 pounds. It's, it's a heavy duty desk and it's one of those tab a into slot B kind of things. Okay. So I drag 
the bed out and I, I it, it kind of drags me down the steps in the process, smashing my hand, bruising my forearm. And that's just to get it downstairs to where I then had to take each part out of the box, put it in my car, drive it over to my office, which is like a five minute drive, you know. And so I, I pieces parted it together. Then, of course, I had to carry the desk piece by piece down to the office and reassemble it after I broke apart what was left of the desk and carried it to the dumpster. So we're already having a good day. I'm, I'm tired. I'm bruised. And, um, yeah. So then I go and I'm, I'm getting all the, the, the screws and such. I'm ready to put it together. And I'm like, that's weird. There's no directions. Yeah. There's, I got 37 pieces and 400 screws. I got no directions. So I go back to my house, look in the box, no directions. And I'm, I'm looking at the model number on the, uh, the box and trying to do a Google search to see if I can find the directions. Now it turns out that they were in the box at the very, 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 very bottom underneath all the tissue paper. But that took like 20 minutes of figuring. Cause I'm like, there's no way. Cause I bought this desk like a year ago, if not two years ago, finding directions, get the directions, come back. And, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I have to take everything off my desk, which I've already done pieces, parts, cables everywhere. Not really having a good day at this point because I've I've already got 10,000 steps in and it's now, I don't know, um, let's see, I got done interviewing Jason Bryan. So it's probably um, Bryant's, it was uh, probably about five o'clock at this point. And I, I just see all these pieces, parts strewn everywhere, cables everywhere. And so I start to kind of, you know, get everything out, make sure all the pieces are here, blah, blah, blah. Make a long story short, fast forward like five hours later, and I'm still putting slot B into group. Wait, no, that one's, I think, does it go upside down? Oh, these directions are awful. And I, 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 I'm tired. Here's the thing. I, I'm not super old. When I was growing up, I had two things that kind of killed my knees. And there's a, there's, I'm going to tie this into podcasting in just a second. Man, this is a long tangent. Um, Number one, I grew six inches in a a summer, which really made my mom mad because she bought me school clothes and then I grew out of them before school even started. I wouldn't believe it myself, except I was there. I did it. I was 5'4". At the end of the summer, I was 5'10". And uh, it was weird. Then when I was in my 20s, I worked for a, um, like a Halloween haunted schoolhouse thing. And at that point I was six one and I got to hide behind a wall that was three feet tall and then jump out and go boo. And I did that a couple hundred times for two nights. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, I don't know how pitchers do this in baseball, but doing deep squats for hours just wrecked my knees. And they were all kind of already kind of wrecked from growing six inches in a summer. So my knees are always bad anyway, and I'm putting this thing together, and my knees are killing me because you have to get on your knees. Plus, um, here's a novel idea. I should have brought a drill to put all these screws in. No, no, I'm I'm doing, here it is. It's, it's, you know, this, we love this noise, don't we? Right, just over and over and over, putting it through, 
my wrist is sore. It's ridiculous. And um, I'm, I'm not having a good day. And then I'm like, oh, crap. I, I got to let the dog out. Because this is usually the thought. when Anytime my wife goes out of town or whatever's going on. And then it dawns on me, which is a good thing. But I had to put my dog to sleep a couple weeks ago. So it's a really, then that messes with my head that I'm, I'm kind of actually happy that the dog is not here because I'd have to go back home again. It's a really, so I'm not having a good day. Uh, I'm, I'm tired, I'm bruised and it's getting late and I, I had, I, I'm not going to get to see straight out of Compton. I'm not going to do any of the things. I had all this financial stuff I wanted to do and I'm really having a bad night at this point. And, and here's the cool thing. Actually, let me, let me, I forgot the, the icing on the cake. So I'm I'm putting this thing together. It's time to bring the main like desk, the top of the desk in, and I'm I'm moving things around to make room cuz I have to put this on the floor to, you know, drill another 47 screws into this thing. And I I turn around and something some sort of like a bad game of mouse trap, something hit this, a book fell out of my bookcase that hit that, that 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 pulled the cable, that that's right. It it toppled one of my lighting rigs over. And I just hear and for the record, I haven't even looked. I, I just know I'm glad that all the the glass is in kind of the um, light diffuser, but it's not going to be pretty when I open that up. And that's when I was like, okay, I've had enough, you know, but I'm like, I still, I got a, I got a podcast. The show must go on. And so I went over, found some speakers, found an outlet, plugged my iPhone into that because I was was kind of listening to podcasts but kind of not because I'm actually thinking and, and trying to concentrate on this desk thing. And uh, so I, I fired up and I go, I have a channel of, uh, that's just a, it's a pod, it's a channel for podcasts about podcasting. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Calgon, take me away, right? And instead, I hear this. It's ProfitCast, episode 63. And, so today on you know, it's it's my I'm good buddy, the real Brian. And I kind of like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm going to make it through. My friends are here. And, you know, then he plays this little clip. So you will listen to every word I have to say. And that made me giggle. And then I heard Brian say this. Let's rock it! And so, I wasn't alone anymore. It was me and Brian, and then me and Paul Culligan, and then me and Elsie and Rob, and basically the whole list of podcasts about podcasting. As I'm making it through this horror, and every time I got on the floor, I was like, oh, I can't do this. But I, it's it's hard to explain I didn't feel like I was alone. And that's kind of the theme of today's show. In fact, let me play you a clip. This is, uh, I made a clamor from this. Uh, Harry over at Podcast Junkies has just been on fire making these kick butt interview shows. And it's really cool when he interviews your friends. And uh, he was interviewing Nick Suberling from SBNT.TV, now doing sports, uh, live sports. He's calling football games on the radio. How cool is that because of my podcast? Nick, you can email that in anytime, buddy. I want to hear the deets. Um, I need to just have Nick on the show. But here, check this out. Um, this is just explaining 
you think you're just talking into a microphone. You're not sure if anybody's listening. Listen to Nick. I remember the first time I had an email read on a podcast and I was so excited. I played it for my wife. I played it for my kids. Like you don't realize the impact that you have. The impact that you have. And so thanks to all my podcasting buddies for making it through. Now, the fun thing is today I'm still piecing parts things together. I actually uh, am using an older mixer because it's smaller because the desk I bought was a corner desk because I had a much smaller office. And I'm like, man, I got three computers. I got my my regular, my first string computer, my old one, and a Mac. And I got enough room for maybe a monitor and a half. So I'm still trying to uh, pieces, parts, things together, which is going to make it fun. But I was very blessed to uh, be the keynote speaker. And you'll actually hear that presentation next week in the episode of the School of Podcasting is Morning Announcements. And um, I was got to meet a lot of great people. One of them is Jeff Bradbury, who does the TeacherCast over at TeacherCast.net. Super nice guy. And I said, Jeff, you got to come on the show. And here's the cool thing. I, I got to tell you, I'm watching Jeff. Well, first of all, this is at uh, Podcast Minute Land. Like, this is the thing that Joe Pardo put together. Awesome job. First time uh, they'd ever done anything like this. It was great. And, um, you know, the first speaker gets up, really good, really young guy. I'm like, wow, cool. All right. I, I got to go on after Jeff. And thank God I didn't have to go on right after Jeff because he just nailed it out of the park. I was like, oh, I don't want to follow that. Because the guy's showing pictures of his triplets and all this other stuff. He's going to tell the story of his triplets today. Uh, in terms of, uh, he's got a lot of because of my podcast stuff. And so if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, you impact people's lives. Even if it's just helping them get through, putting together, where is slot B? What do you mean? There is no H board. This is not the right screw. It doesn't fit. And then you put it together and the one drawer doesn't still close all the way. And I'm like, mm but you make people's lives bearable in some cases. You don't realize it when you're talking into a microphone, but you do make a difference. So let's, uh, let's listen to this interview with the one and only Jeff Bradbury from teachercast.net. Well, joining me via Skype, I met him at uh, Podcast Mid-Atlantic, very cool guy, and I was talking to him, I'm like, oh, dude, you got to come on the show, and uh, he does, you can find him at teachercast.net, he's a uh, live streaming guru, he's an education uh, guru, he basically helps teachers that are clueless, for lack of a better phrase in some cases, from ground zero all the way up to to experts, help utilizing uh, technology in the classroom, and uh, it is the one and only Jeff Bradbury, buddy, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It is absolutely an honor and a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So one of the things I guess we should talk first things first, you know, I said your, your podcast is geared towards helping educators, you know, use technology in the classroom. That's the, the quick one sentence line. I'm sure you can expand on that. How would you explain your, your show? Oh, Dave, what are you doing? Dave, shame. Did you hear what I just did? That's the old, I forgot to go over and look at this is, oh, don't do that. Did you hear what I did? That's horrible. Hey, please introduce yourself. Don't do Jeff. Jeff, you deserve better. But here's what Jeff does. 
You know, on the top of our website, it says it's a place for teachers to help other teachers. And that's always what it's been. It's a it's a it's a it's a watering hole for educators to come together and learn how to learn from each other and learn how to help each other. And if you want to learn how to use a Google product or an iPad or something, teachers are there to help you out, whether it be on a podcast, a blog, an online course. There's just so much great stuff happening over at TeacherCast.net. And one of the things that really impresses me about you when I hear you talk about your topics and how you handle things, describe to me your audience. You know, it's an interesting question that I get a lot. And my audience is educators or people who are in education. And the weird part about that is it's everybody, moms, dads, teachers, students. For instance, let's say that we have you on the show and you talk about how to make a podcast. Well, Mom can listen to that. Dad can listen to that. The kindergarten teacher can listen to that. A student who's working on their portfolio for college can listen to that. And somebody who happens to find it through a search term on YouTube can also listen to that. So I like to say my audience is everybody. I don't do a a knitting show where every week we talk about knitting. Some weeks we talk about Google or Apple or iTunes or Microsoft. Every show is informative and every show is absolutely chock full of information to help you become a better person or help your students out better. Do you have any episode if somebody came to you and they're like, oh, wow, I'm a teacher, too. um, What episode would you point them at on your website to say, oh, here's a good one? Everybody seems to like this one. Is there anything that stands out? Wow. Uh, We have over 600 podcasts at this point running through it. And we have seven different channels. So we have shows that we do with app developers. And so if you're looking to learn how to use Microsoft OneNote or Evernote, I've done shows with those developers. And I have them come on and they do demos of their stuff. And that might be a show that I might push you towards. I find a lot on Twitter people are saying, how do I make a video? And then I might put on a show that I did with Dustin Hartzler if, if they're looking for WordPress. Or I might put on a show that I did with Jeff Herb, who's talking about augmented reality. And it really, it's hard to answer the question which one show is out there. One of the big things for educators right now is Google Classroom. And we have a fantastic show with a, an author named Alice Keeler, who that thing right now on YouTube alone has almost 25,000 views and the audio feed for that is just blowing up constantly, too, because it's, it's a hot topic. But I really like the shows that deal with educators sharing how they help their students. That's, those are the shows that I like to talk about because it really brings out how students are being impacted today in their classroom and how they're being inspired. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, how are people using technology in the classroom? Are, are, is anybody using podcasting at this point or is that still too out of reach or oh podcasting is going so far right now i mean obviously as we're recording this we're getting ready across the country to be celebrating international podcast day right and you know like for instance right now i'm in a new position i'm the know the coordinator of instructional technology for westwood school district which means it's my position to come into your class and work with the teachers and the students on how to integrate things like podcasts into their classroom and You know, we were talking about this a little bit before the show and and educators have a different vocabulary and a different meaning to some of the terms that we use. You and I might look at a podcast and say it's, you know, it's an audio thing with an RSS feed and it must be in iTunes and all. Well, for educators, it's just podcast is another word for video, almost like Xerox is another word for copy. 
And so for International Podcast Day, I'm very excited to be working with three kindergarten classes. And we're going to be making a video production of things that they like. Because right now they're working on I like and fill in the blank. So we're having them draw pictures and say what they like and show off. You know, I like ice cream cones. And we're going to put a whole thing together with that. There's no website. There's no RSS. But in the education world, that's a pretty darn good podcast. Yeah, it's just basically streaming media equals podcast. Pretty much. And in the end, if it helps people get better grades, who cares what we call it, right? I mean, the end result is helping students. Absolutely. You know, I I used to look at that and cringe and say, oh, it's not a podcast. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It's, It's students are being helped out in a creative way. Technology is free. You know, in my show, Educational Podcasting Today, I ask all of my guests the same question. Can you do this for free? Because that's what teachers want to know. They don't want to know about mixers and, 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 and limiter gates and stuff. They want to know, how do I help my kids and how can I get this to cost next to nothing? And- okay, I'm going to interrupt here. This is a key point because so many people get into podcasting and they, they want to, whatever it is that they want to do, quit their day job, make a million dollars, whatever it is. Jeff's goal was to help students. And yeah, you and I know that audio on a website is not really a podcast. We know that. You and I know that. There's no RSS feed. It's not in iTunes. But Jeff's goal was to have teachers help their students in the classroom. Is he doing that? Yes. That equals success. Don't let the tech get in the way of your message and your mission. So, yeah, technically what these guys are doing, not a podcast. We don't care. The end result is what you're looking for. I thought that was awesome. And that's an awesome pair of questions to ask because teachers today more than ever are being, you know, so innovative in their classrooms and you're seeing students doing amazing things. We don't have to post things to YouTube. We don't have to post things to iTunes to make great content. It's another way of saying, how are you going to post something on the refrigerator at home? But we're doing it digitally. You do everything live. And uh, what inspired you to go live? Did you do this from the beginning live or is this something you jumped into? Or Good question. TeacherCast podcast, as it was, is a roundtable show. And it started in July of 2011 really as a way for me to bring teachers into the conversation. You know, my teachers in my school were asking, how do I use an iPad or how do I help my kids out? And these are universal questions. And so we started to do a roundtable show called the Teacher Cast Podcast. And then, you know, like I said, we kind of expanded from there. It wasn't really until I was on Twitter one day and I met a few people. One of them was Stephen Hayward from the Tech Buzz. And one of them was Andrew Zarian from GFQ, guys from Queens and Mike Phillips. And we just happened to get into a hangout together. And I said, oh, you're doing this thing called internet broadcasting. That's really neat. And that's also when the beginning of Google Hangouts were coming and Skype for video was coming out and kind of all these worlds matched and kind of collided with each other. And then you added my my background of being a musician and liking to you know, rehearsing is nice, but nothing has that same feeling as being on stage with an audience. And I said, all right, I want to figure out how to be the educational Internet broadcaster. 
And then in February, I believe of 2013, we decided to get some people together and we launched what's called the Tech Educator Podcast. And it's a bunch of podcasters and Google certified trainers and really, really top notch people. It's a great group. And we do a live show on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. on TeacherCast.tv. And it's a great show that we do demonstrations of. I don't necessarily like talking head shows because my job is to make you listen to the end. So we'll pick a topic like Evernote, let's just say, and we'll actually spend the hour doing five or six demonstrations of Evernote. And I do it that way to keep the audience staying and listening. And, you know, what are we going to talk about next? And so it really has come to a really cool format that's live and, and, and I'm having a good time using my, well, all the broadcast switching tools here. And I love doing live shows. And then on a, a question from an administrator, they said, well, why don't you come to a convention and do some podcasting here? And I thought about that and said, I don't want to necessarily go out and be in the corner with a microphone. I want to be the biggest thing in the room. So we created a broadcasting booth where we, we now do live shows and live broadcasts and I can turn it into a digital studio if I need to or a classroom. And I've taken that broadcast booth everywhere from San Antonio to Atlanta to Atlantic City to Boston, Massachusetts. And it's been a fantastic addition to the teacher cast arsenal where we can sit here and and really put together a show anywhere in the country that is live streaming broadcasting. I can do four mics. We can turn it into a classroom. It's really, really neat to just be able to drop your stuff and teach people. Yeah, it's impressive. When I walked in, in, uh, you know, at Podcast Mid-Atlantic, I was like, wow, that's a cool booth. And like a true musician, when the show was over, you had that thing tore down and in your car in like minutes. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. It really is amazing to be able to, to interview people and to get to know people. And I'm, I, I love doing it. I really love working with people. Well, one of the things I definitely want to talk about is you shared a story on how your audience kind of came to your rescue. And, and one of the segments we always have on the show is because of my podcast. So if you want to share that story, if you have another because of my podcast story, feel free to uh, share away. Sure. Um, I'll give you the long and short here. Many people in the education world know that I am the father of the edu triplets. And in education, we always put edu in front of everything. So right now I have 22 month old triplets and they're in all essence, they're little miracle babies. They actually were born at the New Jersey Teachers Convention, which is in November. The problem with that is that their due date was in February. And so there I was broadcasting. I, I had my booth at the convention and I, I probably had about 50 to 60 people in front of me and I was doing teacher cast. And then I get a phone call and my wife's like, it's time we have to go. And long story short, my, my, you know, the babies came into the world three and a half months early, but where this all comes back to podcasting is because people at the convention knew me. Because of the fact that I had the broadcasting booth there, uh, my wife was with me. They had us at a hotel directly in the same parking lot as the convention. And I say that because all of the other presenters were down by the beach at the big hotels. And you never know what would happen if my wife left the convention floor and had to walk almost a mile to the wow. 
you know, like what happens if her, if she's in the middle of the street and and it's showtime, right? Right. So because of the podcast, we were together that week. Because of the podcast, the hotel was literally a hundred yards away. Because of the podcast, the people who were there at my session helped clean up all of my stuff, pack my things. And while I was in the hospital, they went in and cleaned my room, all of my room, and packed my car and took care of it for me. I I just believe I wouldn't have three babies here if it wasn't for the podcast. Because yeah, the, the beauty of that story is you're sitting there in front of, I don't know, how much... How much do you have invested in your gear? Because it's impressive. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say that number too loud because my <laughs> wife is near me. Um, but, you know, yeah. you're talking two or three MacBook Pros alone, so you can add that up. But, you know, it might have an extra comment in it somewhere. Yeah. So, you and, know. And so the wife calls and you've got to run. And I got to run. And, and there was no, it's time to pack. I mean, okay, uh, let's be honest. I, I took the MacBooks with me. Right. But everything else, you know, it, it generally takes me about an hour to, to pack up. And I couldn't. And I didn't know that it was that time. I, we still had another day on the convention. So I said, yeah, we'll put everything under the tables. I'll get it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow never happened. And so, you know, long and short, uh, my what we call a PLN or a personal learning network really came to my rescue. The friends that I had found through podcasting who were there were absolutely amazing to take the stress off of me so I can focus my energies onto uh, the, the miracle of life. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun. But uh, the other thing that Again, that I just thought it was awesome is when you explained the story in when I when I heard it, you kept explaining how you were kind of freaking out because you you know on one hand you've got life coming into the world, now on the other hand you're still kind of worried about your your gear and your audience just kept saying, would you please just go with your wife and and enjoy your new babies and and quit worrying about it because they just kept having to reassure you we've got your back we've got your back and in the end they had your back and that's the thing I really loved about that story is the fact that. It's like you said, that comes from you just giving and giving and giving and giving, and now they had a chance to to give back. So I just love that story. Have, uh, have you had any- So let me interrupt there. So you almost need to go to teachercast.net because this is not just like a card table with some business cards on it. Jeff has like this whole booth thing, and to have to leave that, along with, you know, he said he grabbed the MacBooks, but there's plenty of microphones, all these other things. That you're just going, yeah, there's a couple hundred bucks, if not more, on the table, and I'm just going to leave it here and hope that it's there when I get back. But yet his audience said, no, 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 we got it. I thought that was cool. And there's, there's more. Listen to this other one. Any other things that have happened that uh, you can think of because of your podcast or people you got to interview or anything of that nature? The show has been such a amazing roller coaster. I... Recently, like I said, I'm now working for an amazingly wonderful school district. And, you know, I'm I'm still kind of giddy about all this, but you're sitting in an interview process with about 10 people. And when the question comes up, please tell me about yourself. It was interesting just to sit back and have seven people on the panel give my life story. Let's just pause right there. Picture yourself in that room. You're nervous. It's a job interview. It's you on one side of the table, 10 on the other. 
One person says, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And the other seven people chime in. How cool is that? And talk about my family. Nice. Share everything about me. And I, I literally just sat there for a few minutes and watched the panel answer the question for me. Because, you know, when you do a show, you, you put yourself out there and people know about you. And that's something that, you know, I hope, I don't know how to answer that. I'm still kind of, you know, weird about that. <laughs> what a great story, though. That's awesome. It's like you couldn't have planned that. I couldn't have planned it. I really, really couldn't have planned it. I mean, I've had an opportunity to work with Pearson. I've had an opportunity to work with Microsoft. I've had an opportunity to, you know, I'm a Google certified teacher and certified trainer. And, and I, I, I recently became a PBS digital innovator. And all these big things have happened because of the podcast. and. Just to, to take the umbrella a little bit bigger, because of the podcast, these opportunities have been able to come for my family and I, but also because of the podcast, I now have an amazing new job. I'm now going to be moving to an amazing location, and I'm putting my family in a position to be in a much safer living environment for the next future. And all of that is because of the podcast. Phenomenal. And you get to play with cool technology. What more can you ask for? And here we go. Because of the podcast, I met you. <laughs> well, there you go. And I got to meet you, buddy. <laughs> that was, um, and we met, I forget, I think it was episode on, on podcasters roundtables the first time. I think it was nine or something like that. When I, and ironically, we were talking about podcasting on the road. Yeah. And I remember sitting there going, oh, I'm going to impress them and I'm going to show them all this great stuff. I had no idea that like a year later I'd be like sitting at the booth with you, which was really cool. Well, one of the things that you turned me on to, even if you're not a teacher, I'm thinking you're going to enjoy your stuff because you you get to play with cool stuff. But you turned me on to an app called Voxer, uh, just V-O-X-E-R, and I'll let you explain what it is. Boxer, in essence, is a walkie-talkie for your phone. However, when you look at it in the sense that you can do a group walkie-talkie and you can leave messages with each other, you can throw pictures back and forth, it now takes video with each other, you can throw links. And, you know, again, we use the term PLN, Professional Learning Network. You can grow these communities on the Voxer app where... For instance, we have a, a, an educational podcaster community where it's a bunch of educators who are into shows. Maybe they're getting started. Maybe they've had a bunch of you know, shows already. And we use it just to throw ideas back and forth. We use it to invite guests on. You can do an awful lot of stuff with it. There's actually a group right now that's doing Voxer Cast where they're using Voxer as a way to create a podcast. Because the neat part about Voxer in I guess like the traditional CB radio, somebody has to be on the receiving end of it. But with Voxer, you're really leaving these really short voice messages. And so I can ask you a question and then you might not get to it for six hours and then you you know respond back to me. So we can do a podcast between you and I that might take two weeks to record or we might do a podcast in real time. And it's a really, really amazing tool that's come out recently and education is all over it because it is a way to connect. And we use it in podcasting to connect with each other. But 
you know, as the as the you know school of podcasting, as TeacherCast, we can introduce ourselves to our users and to our listeners in a way that no other platform has. And did I mention it's free? Yeah, that's the part that I was like, okay, <laughs> there's a pro version, but you can do a lot with their free version. And if I understand this right, to start a group, you basically just start a, I guess they're called chats with somebody in the group that you want to be. And then once that's connected, then you just add another person and another person and another person. And you can have this insane amount of, uh, I, I know you, uh, put me into a group and here we were, I'm communicating with like four or five people and it's just this conversation. And the the only thing missing was us going over. <laughs> hey, I'm going to jump in here. I'm gonna actually going to unplug this. Um, and I, I don't have permission to play this, but I, I would highly doubt she's going to hate to hear. This is a, uh, just a, a clip from a, a, a Voxer communication. And uh, we're talking about how podcasting impacts people today. This is from, um, oh, and I can't see your last name, uh, Gretchen Schultek, something with a BR, but listen to this. One cool moment happened to me today at an ed camp. And someone came up to me and said, oh my God, I listened to your podcast can I be a guest? And I really, I got so excited. I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. What's your name? <laughs> so it's really cool. What do you do? Tell me more about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So very cool that she's here. Somebody, you know, you think nobody's going to listen. And somebody says, Hey, I, I know you, I listen to your podcast. So, uh, thank you, Gretchen. <laughs> I'll ask for forgiveness or however that goes. Beg for forgiveness instead of ask for permission. But I heard that and I was like, cool. So let's go back to Jeff. <laughs> you can have over, you can have up to, I believe, 500 people in a group. And I don't remember if that's on the free side or on the pro side. I, it might be the pro side. Yeah. But there is a way to, to leave a message for a group. And then you can actually see who has listened to that. And so, you know, you know, if your message is getting out there and it's just a really, really amazing app that we're using for, communication, but we're also using it for learning. I mean, today I was working with a teacher who had a Google question. I immediately got onto Voxer and I asked a group of over 150 Google trainers, guys that live this stuff like me. And immediately somebody responded by voice with the answer. And my teacher's going, how did that just work? And I'm going, this is where education is. This is where, you know, instant communication, instant ways of helping yeah, we can say go Google something, but we can also say go Vox it. And we can say, look, you've got an entire group out there that can help you learn things. This is pretty awesome. Did I, it's free. <laughs> well, I could see, you know, a podcaster creating their own little chat for their audience. Absolutely. And now you've got, I mean, there are things like Slack and all these other little programs, you know, Facebook groups and stuff, but it's kind of cool because we're podcasters. We like that whole voice thing. And I was like, wow, that is really, really cool. Any other uh, fun tools that have across the years that you've got, oh, wow, that just are just addicting that you uh, might have stuck in your mind? I'm a WordPress guy. I love the stuff that's being integrated into WordPress for podcasters. I think the stuff coming out of Blueberry is awesome. I had a chance to get to know the guys at Buzzsprout. They're doing some amazing things. Uh, who was at Podcast Mid Atlantic? It was Adapt Tech. Uh, 
Uh, Appendipity. Appendipity. And they're creating some amazing themes for podcasters. And these are things that weren't available. I remember a couple of years ago looking for a theme that worked with live broadcasting. And at the time, there was only one out there. And now there's three or four. So developers are waking up to us. App developers are waking up to us. The fact that on Google Drive, you can host your stuff for free. I I wouldn't recommend it for the podcasting community, but for a classroom teacher to be able to put all of your videos that you're doing with your kids on an unlimited cloud storage space like Google Drive. It's amazing what we can do right now with just a little bit of technology to really make a difference in the lives of thousands of kids. Yeah, and that's one of the things you mentioned in your speech that I was like, oh, holy cow, I never thought about that. You mentioned that if you, you know, you do something in the classroom, you might help. I don't know. What's a typical classroom size these days? So the one thing I always like to think about is if you're if you're helping out a teacher, you're helping about 30 kids. Okay. Helping out a principal, you're helping about four to five hundred kids. And if you can help a superintendent, you're helping three to five thousand kids. And if you can do something with any of those people, you know you're making a difference in your lives. The, one of the stories that I told at the, at the conference was somebody had listened to a show of mine talking about something called an ed camp, a free online or a free conference. And months later, they listened to the show and it, it inspired him to go start Ed Camp Buffalo. And I got a tweet one day out of the blue and he just like, thank you. I listened to your show. Here's a picture of all the learning that's going on. And he had like 100 or 200 people there. And he's like, your show inspired this. Okay, let's stop there a second, because this is one of those things you hear and you don't think about it. Think about how much room 100 people would take up. Picture that selfie, right? The guy's holding the camera up. He's got a point. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's looking up, except for that one guy with his eyes closed in the back. And a conference that didn't exist now exists because you decided to talk into a microphone. That's amazing. And all I do is do the exponent and go, all right, well, how many teachers are there? How many administrators? That was a good show. And so, you know, we're proud of what we do here and and teachers are doing some amazing, amazing things that, you know, that is, well, and that's to me, that's what really moved me. I was like, wow, that's, it's the whole, you know, analogy of throwing a pebble into a lake and you see the ripples go out and go out and go out. And here's you talking into a microphone. And you go, I hope somebody listens to this today. And you find out later that there's a whole other tribe building up in a completely different city because you took a few hours to put together a podcast. And that's when I'm like, you know, your talk in uh, at that conference was like, you know, podcasting is changing lives. And one of those things that I've known, but it's great to hear these stories. And it's just it's just proving that it's true. So uh, and to get back to your question, who's your audience? Well, I might have two people listen to today's episode. But if each of those people is a principal, then my audience is about a thousand people. But when you're looking at your analytics, you might only see two. But if you can get one person to to be inspired by something on your show, then it's the pebble in the water. It's it's exponential. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mr. Bradbury, I know you've had a long day. You were, were traveling today, so I really do appreciate you taking time to, uh, in your schedule here, along with triplets, to uh, take a little bit of time 
to uh, to talk to us. Find Jeff over at TeacherCast.net. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show. Dave, thank you so much for having me. I, I will say this in closing. The stuff you're doing on School of Podcasting is directly being influent or is directly influencing some of the work that's going on here over at TeacherCast. And so thank you for inspiring me to help so many students. And, uh, you know, you keep up the great work, too. Thank you. What a great guy. Awesome, awesome guy. And, and again, when I was at Podcast Minute Atlantic, Minute Atlantic, easy for me to say, I just kept hearing story after story after story. And I want to bring those here to the show. I'm going to share one little story of mine of how you never know who's listening. Uh, back when I was playing in bands, um, I played a bar that no longer exists called Veneta's. And it was uh, a really nice bar, but for whatever reason, we go in there. And if I remember right, there were six people. There were six people. So there are more people on stage than there are in the bar. And I think that's including the waitresses. And the band I was in, uh, we were called the Sugar Daddies at the time. We played like blues and jump, uh, jive and whale kind of stuff. And we we played that place like we were playing Madison Square Garden, even though there was nobody there. Because we're having fun and we just enjoyed it and we just, you know, we interacted with the very small crowd that was there. And that guy, one of the guys there, hired us to play his birthday party. So we could have said, ah, there's only so many people. And I've told this story before, so if you've heard it, bear with me. But he hired us to play his birthday. And at his birthday, he bought our entire inventory, pretty much, of T-shirts because he bought everybody a T-shirt. And so we ended up making an insane amount of money at his birthday party. So you never know who's listening. And um, speaking of that, I think it's about that time. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was on the Podcasters Roundtable with my buddy Ray Ortega from podcasterstudio.com. And the one and only Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. And we actually had two people on, uh, two or three, that had not, and it was two, that had not started a podcast yet to kind of help them overcome those fears. And uh, here is a clip from that. Wait until you get that first email back from someone you don't know, right? Who says, Ray, I listen to the show. I totally think of you, you know, you're changing things here. I mean, those emails, they'll come periodically, takes a long time sometimes, but they'll boost you. And then you, you see that that 10 number then really becomes one person that you don't know that you've reached. It's huge. So we all look at the stats. You want to see, I'm putting this out there. Is it working? I mean, in the beginning, it's like, is it working? Is someone, we probably in the early day, I sat there with the refresh button. Oh, hey, two, <laughs> four. A week later, I'm like, 15 is a new record. It's awesome. And so, you know, if you're doing it just to see if it's working, and I think in the beginning, it's enough. It's You'll have numbers. It'll happen. It'll happen. And you will have numbers. I also appeared on a uh, new podcast called Bring It. You're listening to the Bring It Podcast. The podcast designed for people who are looking to apply an entrepreneurial mindset to pursuing their passions and creating the future. With your host, 
Y.L. Savitsky. What's going on? I'm Y.L. Savitsky, and you're listening to another episode of Bring It. Today's guest is the founder of the School of Podcasting, Dave Jackson. Dave, are you ready to bring it? Oh, I am so ready to bring it. So you said you started in 2005. It's been about 10 years. How have you been able to grow your business and your clientele? Uh, the bottom line is I do my best to provide just phenomenal content that when I hit record on a podcast, I'm thinking, okay, what is the golden nugget that is going to make people lose their mind and tell their friends? My last episode at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 474, I interviewed a guy who's making a living with his podcast. He's not telling people how to make money on the Internet. He's not telling people how to do a podcast. He talks about horses, and he loves horses. And so he basically found his niche went out there and made friends with some of the top people that talk about horses on the Internet, network with those people, start a podcast with one show. Uh, he, he just literally, he's been doing it eight years, just now found out about New and Noteworthy because really we all obsess over New and Noteworthy, and it's really not that big a payoff. Uh, Rob Walsh, who's the VP of uh, Podcast Relations over at Libsyn, uh, just said on a recent episode, he was on the front page of, of uh, iTunes, and everybody thinks that's the 10,000 golden switch. I'll get 10,000 downloads. He got 300 downloads. Not to, not to sneeze at 300. That's still 300 people that chose to listen to your show. But everybody thinks that if I can just follow these steps, um, I will become you know this giant podcasting success. And in the end, it comes down to content and knowing your audience and delivering what they want. And you can find him. It's y l Savitsky, S-A-V-I-T-S-K-I-Y.com. And that's where, if that was me, I would get a different domain name. That's, that's, that's a mouthful. Bring it podcast or something like that. But I'm very pleased to be on there. Thank you for asking me on there. I hate to, thanks for having me on. Let me give you some tips. Wow, that's rude, Dave. And uh, the other thing I definitely want to mention, and I meant to mention this last week and I forgot about it. Shame on me. That was one of the things I wanted to do this weekend was next week, right, is we'll, we'll be like this close to International Podcast Day, right? Because next week will be the 27th if you're listening at this. And there's this cool thing called the Gratitude Award. And what this is, because we're talking about people that have changed lives through podcasting. and International Podcasting Day, or International Podcast Day, let me get that right, will be honoring a podcast this year with International Podcast Day Gratitude Award, which is a podcast with the highest engagement and gratitude from its audience. It could be anything from assistance and encouragement with alcoholism, finances, religion, to parenting, any of those, right? Anything that your audience is going, thank you. This award is not based on podcast stats or voting, but through descriptive comments and engagements, how listeners' lives have been changed through a podcast. So it's not a popularity contest, and uh, they have an algorithm that will give equal opportunity to podcasts and small audiences, um, as well as large audiences. And uh, if you don't win the award, you win the gratitude of your audience. So nominations are uh, through the 26th. So if you're listening to this on Monday, the 21st, you got five days, and a host will submit any and all of their podcasts once for International Podcast Day Gratitude Award. Podcasts have, uh, you have to have 10 episodes or at least three months old. Um, you need, uh, podcasters will encourage their audience to write or update a review, uh, not only a star rating uh, for the podcast in either iTunes or Stitcher, 
The review should contain an expression of gratitude for how the podcast has impacted the listener or the viewer. Any attempts to gain the system with illegitimate reviews or review exchanges, you're going to get disqualified. As the old saying goes, cheaters never win. Um, reviews from all 155 iTunes store, uh, all the different countries, will be counted. Reviews after September 26th deadline will not be counted, but hey, you'll still get a review. How cool is that? And the podcast with the largest relative increase in positive reviews will be given the International Podcast Day Gratitude Award. And uh, the winner will be announced on the live stream September 30th, which of course is, you guessed it, International Podcast Day. And uh, the winner will receive a custom engraved plaque and a free subscription to My Podcast Reviews. If you're not using My Podcast Reviews, check out schoolofpodcasting.com slash MPR for My Podcast Reviews. That's my affiliate link, and it's really, really cool. You get emailed when people leave a review in the show. Now, you might be thinking, oh, I wish I would have known about this sooner. Here's the cool thing. You can use that sense of urgency when you tell your audience, go, look, guys, I, I found out we've only got one week. If you got to do it, you got to do it now. You have to, and, and that sense of urgency might actually inspire people to go in and actually leave a review, which would be awesome. The other news I wanted to touch on was if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com, that's my daily, my daily, hello, my weekly live call-in show that we do every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. You'll see that there's now a clamor button that is part of Simple Podcast Press. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Clamor, it's C-L-A-M-M-R dot com. It's a free app for your iPhone, or you can use their website to basically make little 18-second clips of your show. And that's actually when I played the clip of Nick Suberling earlier. That was a clamor that I did of the Podcast Junkie show. I liked it. I shared it out. I thought, hey, wow, check this out. It's a, a tool to help you know, get your audience some, uh, a way for your audience to share your show with their friends. And also all the links always go back to your original file. If you have it set up that way, you can also have it linked to your iTunes. So you might get more subscriptions, but Hanny over at simple podcast press has made a button so that you can actually make a clamor, which is kind of one of the, um, it takes a little finagling to make a clamor. It usually takes a couple minutes to make your little 18 second clip. And I've yet to use this yet, but I just saw the update where you can actually now, when, you, when you're when you listening on somebody's website, if they have Simple Podcast Press uh, turned on and they have that plug-in, you can actually click on that and make an 18-second clip. Now, obviously, you can do it, but now your audience can do it. So Clamor's slowly building more and more uh, steam. And uh, if you're not if you're new to Clamor, again, their website is Clamor, C-L-A-M-M-R, because uh, apparently we just hate ease. In, in the world. Um, and uh, you can download the app there for free. If you want to hear what people are clamoring about, check out Clamorcast. And of course, that's C-L-A-M-M-R-C-E-S-T.com. That is a top 20 countdown that I do um, to kind of help spotlight that. And I've seen where people are learning about the School of Podcasting through that. But that is going to do it. I am going to peel back the curtain here just a little bit. Um, if you listen to Obviously, if you made it this far, you listened to the interview I did with Jeff. And here's a little lesson on the way out the door, because we learned about Voxer. We learned about uh, International Podcast Day today. We learned um, that podcasting is changing the world. But here's a, a fun lesson out the door. 
do your best to never change a button on your stuff. Because last week's show was a little shorter than usual. You know why? Because the stuff I was recording sounded like caca a poo poo. And I couldn't quite figure it out. So here I am this week building my studio from the ground up again. Now I'm using a different, today I'm using my Yamaha MG102C mixer as opposed to my big Behringer because I just don't have the desk space. And I'm like, why does this still sound like caca a poo poo? Because I'm, I'm checking every knob here. And it, I, it dawned on me that when I was at Podcast Mid Atlantic, I put the portable recorder that I record into, it's a Zoom H5, to compress everything because I didn't know how loud the volume was going to be when I was doing my keynote speech. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to put this to compress it. So if it's too loud, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's the thing. I recorded my interview with Jeff with that recorder. And when we weren't talking, it really jacked up the volume. So literally every time Jeff and I would, would take a breath, we sounded like Darth Vader had just drank a whole bunch of like hot tea or something. It was like, every time we breathe, it was like, oh, what? I had to go through that thing and cut out every breath. And there's a whole lot of noise gating going on. And I finally figured out, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And that's what it was. I had my portable recorder set up to anytime something got very, very soft to turn up the volume. Well, it did per nauseum. And it really made um, a lot of editing. And here I am. It's Sunday. I'm not sure if Jeff recorded on his side. It was now. Here's the other thing to learn from that. How many of you went? I didn't even notice it because you're in the car. Because you're walking the dog. You're mowing the lawn. Now, if if you, yeah, you, yeah, or if you're sitting in a quiet room with headphones like I am right now, you're like that was deafening. How could people not hear that? Yeah. So when you get things set. Try not to bump a knob and a great thing to do. Now it wouldn't help in this instance, but take a picture of your mixer. That way you know where the knobs are supposed to be. You can also, which I'm really glad I did. I have labels on my cables. I have labels on my cables. And uh, so I know where to plug each thing in. So that was uh, something I learned. And also, you know, I, I made this desk. I started off talking about the, the desk from hell. And if somebody came to me now and said, Hey Dave, I just bought that same desk. I would look at you and say, okay, well, number one, the directions are at the very, 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 very bottom of the box underneath that piece of foam thing that you think is stuck to the bottom, but it's not really, I would give you that tip. And I would say, you want to get a portable electric drill because there's like 4 million screws in this thing and your wrist is going to, you're going to look like Popeye with your forearms by the time this thing is done. And so at the least get yourself one of these kind of screwdrivers. Otherwise you're going to go crazy because I've built one of these before. And this is where I say, you know, I, I was talking with someone this afternoon uh, via email, and I went and looked at their podcast, and there were a lot of little things, low-hanging fruit. They didn't have any ID3 tags. Their volume wasn't uh, really up to snuff. And I was able to, to help them because I've been doing this for 10 years. And for me, it seems like low-hanging fruit. For this person, they're just starting out. 
And so one of the things the School of Podcasting can help you do is avoid pain-free podcasting by going, oh, yeah, that whole, that host over there, don't use them because they'll hijack your feed and don't use this and I would definitely do this. You kind of learn the best practices and I'm there the whole time to answer your questions. Now, if you want to sign up, use the coupon code LISTENER, L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that will save you some money when you sign up. And, you know, I, I thought about it today and I'm not sure what I'm going to do for International Podcast Day, but uh, I got to do something. So, and and start the conversation with somebody about that. And you can be, you know, you could actually be launching on International Podcast Day. If you if you joined up right now and you, you ordered your stuff immediately, if you already had the topic, you could be launching your podcast on International Podcast Yeah, in a week. You got a lot of time to watch some videos? We could do that. Now, if you're if you're not ready yet, well, by all means, don't rush it. But I'm here to help. And if you have any questions, our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. You can email me, dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228, or just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And everything I talked about today, including the links to uh, Jeff's site, teachercast.net, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 480. I'll have links to Simple Podcast Press out there, or you can just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Simple Podcast Press. But the easiest thing at this point, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 480, and I'll have answers to everything that we talked about today. And um, my knees will heal, my hands will heal, my forearms will heal, and I will see you next week with another episode of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.